You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the noddest league not funded by foreign royalty MLS. We're your hosts for mornings on 1077 The End. I am Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at Lumen Field. He's Mr. Dr. Brandon. <laughs> I, I, I want to add a title every week. I like want it to be Mr. Dr. Brandon DDS MD. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. Yeah. Hey, uh, do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Uh, Definitely five stars. But primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know the best ever bald on Seattle Sounders FC. Now, there are a lot of options here, but you went with the two in this. uh, From Golden Bogan Hogan. (laughs) I love saying it. From Golden Bogan Hogan, Brad Bradsmith, to underwear model, which is true, Freddie Lindenberg. Lindenberg. But, I mean, you could go with Casey Keller. You could go with Marcus Hanneman. There are, like, plenty of good balds on uh on the sounders chad barrett uh chad barrett great bald yeah yeah okay i think casey keller is probably right up there who's your favorite ever bald leave us a comment we'll maybe check it someday probably not (laughs) probably not oh we haven't checked in a while actually (laughs) that's what i mean (laughs) fullnightypodcast.com it turns out a team with two stephens is a pretty good team sounders squared up against the fighting brad bobblies (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing. And once again, our Danny Schmetz <laughs> stared Voldemort in the eyes and told him to get lost. His beautiful baby bald boy Brad and his super polite son Javi <laughs> are going to eat your lunch. Just imagine uh, just, just imagine a world where you're not supporting the Seattle freaking Sounders. I could not Ex- imagine. An excellent take, Brandon, because they're the freaking best. It's it's. I was talking to Catherine the other day, my wife and I, my wife, and I told her, um, it's it. I feel so bad for uh, for people that don't get to support teams like the Sounders because. Yeah. Um, and she was like, "Well, you support the Mariners," and I was like, "No, no, no. It's <laughs> it's different though. It's it, it's different. <laughs> Which, first of all, burn." <laughs> But I, I was like, no, 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 it's different because, like, we know the Mariners are going to be bad. <laughs> oh, man. It's, I was like, it's it's different because you know hey, the Mariners are going to be imagine- bad and you kind of have hot takes about the Mariners being bad. You know the Sounders are going to be good, so it's fun. I was talking about, like, imagine supporting, like, Wolverhampton, right? Like, in the Premier they're League. Good. They're always no, going to – yeah, but they're always going to be kind of, like, middle table, you know? But, like, not, but the comparison's not fair. The comparison's not fair because the MLS is so ruthlessly controlled and there's no huge financial advantage. 
You did not mute it when you coughed there. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but like the the financial the financials are too even, so you get turnover pretty quickly. Like if you're not Man City right now, you're never gonna Okay. I guess imagine, so I guess it's fair still. Imagine supporting I don't know. Um, you're actually kind of right, Brandon. You're kind of right because, like, if you're not supporting Man City then or Liverpool, I guess right now, what's even the point? I guess you can support Leicester and win an FA Cup. Or well, something I told, like I told, I told Catherine. I was like, um, it's like at least if you support Fulham, right, the team that yeah. got relegated two seasons ago, got promoted the following season, and then got relegated again this season. At least every other season, you get to cheer for a championship season. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, if you support, I don't know, Real Salt Lake. Right, yeah. uh, you're supporting a middle. They're they're not the worst team in the league. You don't get to like do the full rebuild every season, you know, or or every once in a while like refresh your entire team. Or uh, if you're the Mariners, twenty straight years of rebuilding. Twenty straight years of rebuilding. It's like uh, the Mariners are taking after uh, the Bertha Tunnel project. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're trying to build an igloo on the beach. Like yeah. it's just like you're constantly rebuilding. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the only team that ha- well, they have the potential now to become the only team to be no hit three times in a season. <laughs> I mean, and if you look at it, they're on track. They got their second no hitter thrown against them by a guy who is significantly not good. Worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, threw a no hitter against them last night, and they still have more than a they have 119 more games to play this season. Like the chances are pretty good. Hey, but record-setting Seattle Mariners. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. In one way or another, they're gonna get they're gonna get a record. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the longest running American sports franchise that hasn't been to the playoffs. Like they like no one has been away from the playoffs. They're like the opposite of the Sounders. Yeah. Your wife's burn is so comprehensive. I know. It's really I good. Know. Because they're the opposite Sounders. Like the Sounders have been every year, twelve out of eleven years, they've been to the playoffs. <laughs> no, it's like twenty-five out of six years they've yeah, been to the playoffs. Yeah, they they have like an over four hundred percent playoff return, including a couple championships. Right. And so the Mariners, I mean, they they can't even get out of the month of May. Yeah, I mean, they won <laughs> the Supporter Shield in MLB one season, but they've never won the MLB Cup. <laughs> Captain Plastic or whatever the guy's name is at the at T-Mobile Park has a more a better winning record, and Plastic's not even really recyclable. Yeah. It's like I think that at this point the only reason that people go to Mariners games is so they can watch the the hydroplane races. On also, the I feel I feel like the Sith or I feel like the was that his name Captain Plastic? Is yeah, that it's name? something was... like that. Captain Planet? And, no, it's not Captain Planet. Captain Plastic and yeah. Kid Compost. And oh, I feel that's like, right. I feel like they're secretly Sith because Kid Compost, like I just said, like the recycling thing is pretty iffy, but composting is legit. And I feel like here at some moment, Kid Compost is going to strike Captain Plastic down and it's going <laughs> to be gonna, awesome. Yeah. Wait, and then like, is there going to be a, uh, his Padawans reduce, reuse and recycle? <laughs> <laughs> like three of them? Yeah. 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 I like that. The triangle of the clones. Of, yeah. <laughs> They are the clones. Yeah. Man, Star Wars works really well here. Oh, great. <laughs> now we spent 20 minutes talking about baseball. <laughs> what? Come on, this podcast. Just be happy I haven't been watching Sumo. It's a, it's a touchy subject, but let's just be happy that because there's a lot to say about it. Yeah, what's what's touchy about it? I mean, I guess I'm the entire sport is touchy. We're not, I mean, they're, it's like they're, it's a lot they're, of touching. They're, they're not even like wearing underwear and they're belly rubbing. It's incredible. Yeah. God, it's incredible. Like, the two fattest guys. 
went head to head the other day and they like just straight up like it's like this they like live the stereotype there's belly to belly <laughs> and they're like pushing each other <laughs> you sound like a like, tuscan raider right there <laughs> and then um and then after like four seconds of wrestling both of them are like <laughs> it's amazing it's but they also, if one of them ran into you, you would literally die. I think that your your frail human body would not be able, and you being the collective you, not just you, Brandon. No, I'm a, I'm a I'm a small person, so I I think like um, you actually might have it worse because just the leverage that you have, you have much further to fall. <laughs> Luckily, I'm also terrible at jumping, so I couldn't even jump over. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Do you know Hakuho is almost my size? He's like six three or something like that. Whoa. He's like a big, huge is, dude. Yeah. I mean, I knew he was. I knew he was uh, uh, formidable, fat, but yeah, for, formidable. <laughs> yeah, fair. I knew he was girthy. You used the wrong f word. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew he was. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. <laughs> he is. He's got all kinds of kids, man. It's great. Oh. Before we get into talking about our own team, can we talk about another team? Yeah, I would love to. I want to bring up um, the dumbest team in MLS, and it's not because of the players or because of the fans. The fans, I do remember being mad at the fans at the end of MLS Cup for some reason. Well, their fans but suck. Their coach go. is Caleb Porter. Like, oh, I mean, enough yeah. enough reasons to dislike them, but they are dumber for many more reasons. Of course, we're talking about Columbus soccer team. FC, <laughs> I don't know FC Columbus Crew, SC United. <laughs> what I don't know what they're called, and um, the fans are obviously going to call them the crew. And is it the crew boo? Are they going to boo the ownership with the crew boo? Well, oh, this is the, man. The, the whole thing is so crazy. So we spent plenty of time roasting their crest last week. Now yeah, at terrible. this point, at this point, it's like uh, so. Here's what's happened since. So Columbus Crew, just refresh your memory, uh, without consulting the fans, they rebranded their rebrand. Uh, and changed the team from being called Columbus Crew to Columbus SC. Now they did that at a low point when they were trying to turn things around, right? Right. right. When they when they went from like the three guys in hard hats to the circle like no, Borussia no, no. Dortmund crest looking thing. I'm saying that they rebranded at a time in their club's history when they were at a low. Oh right? yeah, right after winning the MLS Cup. Oh, that's right. When <laughs> yeah. they had the most clout possible. I think yeah. I was reading a Deadspin article about it, and they were like. The uh, pretending that using a European style soccer name is what's going to globalize your brand when MLS isn't even known in its own country and never will be. Like, oh man. (laughs) Well, Deadspin will take any chance to like absolutely dunk on MLS and never take the chance to be like, whoa, look at this crazy goal that they just scored. You know, it's like when Breck Shea <laughs> scores a goal that gets called offside because it hits Iguain's foot in the goal. <laughs> like that, that is the kind of stuff that uh, Deadspin likes to talk about. But they, they hilariously claimed it would help with global branding and awareness as if the only thing keeping MLS clubs from being hot in Japan is sounding like yet another European named... Uh, knockoff. MLS has a long way to go to being a brand just in the U.S. so they could save their global worries for never. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, fair, fair. I, for so never. Columbus had their old hard hat crew logo, right? And then yeah. they got bought by the people that own the Cleveland, the Stephen Cleveland Browns, and <laughs> <laughs> then. Then they rebranded the team to look more European, right? Like the crest looked more European, but they were called Columbus Crew SC. Um, then, just after winning the MLS Cup, 
they come and rebrand the name as Columbus SC. They change the, the logo to a weird, um, what do we call it? Like the key ring uh, shape. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. Um, it's the shape of the Ohio State flag. And um, and Ch- took away the crew from the name, which pissed off all of the fans. Um and so after a week of just absolutely getting roasted by everybody, their own fans, by the league, by international outlets, by Deadspin, apparently, who just loves to roast everybody, um, they met with the, the supporters group of Columbus called the Nordec, and which is the worst name. Um, they met with that group and they came out and they said, okay, we are going to replace the Dorito in the bottom right uh, that tells you which side the gas tank is on uh, with the number 96 because that's a big part of their brand. Then they're going to take away SC and just replace it with crew. So the crest is mostly the same. I would say arguably it's better. I think just getting rid of the Dorito makes it look a lot better. Um, calling them the crew makes the most sense, but they still, I mean, it's still a arguably bad logo. <laughs> I mean, who's doing that arguing? What it tells me is that the that club has a leadership problem where somebody at the top was like, we're doing this, and without anyone else being able to be like, it's a bad idea, boss, because they're too afraid to bring that up or whatever it might be. That's what, I, I can't confirm that. I don't have any, it's only gut to me is that you, you you when you get a bunch of yes people around you're like great that's great yeah we'll definitely drop our whole identity and just go with that keep the color and the word of our city and that's it it's a huge bad it was huge hugely bad bigly bigly bad yeah there was a um uh, just like I'll let you in on a little bit of a. Uh, I, I think this is what happened with Columbus and this is I'll just how how it happened do you remember the s2 logo yeah, sure. It was bad, right? The S2 was the Sounders main team logo, and then it was, rather than having the logo, it was whited out, and it just said S2 in kind right. of like a generic font. And the idea is that you earn your crest and make right. it to the first team. I remember back when I worked there, I was, you know, I came on after the brand had been launched and all of that, um, but right at, right at the launch of S2, and I had talked to some of the designers, and they were basically like, yeah, we know this isn't good, but like, we're following orders right um and so they designed the thing that i would imagine that's exactly what like a designer with with whoever the crew was working with um was like you guys this is arguably a bad like what is this triangle down here like what are these what is going on here but they have to do it yeah you're being hired and you just do what the person says whether they right it's like the episode of the office where michael makes the commercial for the company yeah and the guys are like listen fine man we're we're just here to make the to get the five seconds of video. We right. don't give a shit about you at all, so right. have at it. Yeah, but just the idea that you would rebrand and drop the name and that no one could – like, hey, yo, 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 stop. We just did. I know we got that new stadium coming, but let's celebrate the new stadium by putting a big-ass flag that says we're the champions in it. That'll be badass. No, no, no. Let's change everything. Yeah, let's do it all. Let's just change it all while we're at it. Chicago Fire did not work out for them. After two seasons, they're ditching their new logo and going to something, I'm sure, equally terrible for next season. But (laughs) Who knows? Good times. How about that uh, Seattle Sounders FC, after a shaky first half, annihilating LAFC again? And just to set the stage, Seattle Sounders FC best start ever, I think? Uh, I think tied for their best start ever at this point. So they had the chance to equal it. Worst start. um, (laughs) <laughs> Worst in the West? Is that is that sound right? 
Yeah, I mean, not if you're Fox Sports and you Ooh, just want to. But they just... have their their best player couldn't play until the second. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 so of course they're bad because like? Carlos Vela is out. Oh. It's like, um... wait a second. Does Seattle have any players out right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> their best player also out. Josh Tencio, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> The new sixty-five thousand dollar man. It's it's it is. Yeah, there you go. How many Atencios are you making? <laughs> I refuse. It's all new. Who's it's all new from here on out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, new we shout out for to Aaron Merritt for doing that. the math on Twitter. <laughs> I don't remember it at all, but it was spot on. Yeah, it was great. I, as far as I know, he could have literally said anything. He's like, "One new who is worth five Doritos," and I'd have been like, "Absolutely." <laughs> don't tell the the crew. Yeah. Like, How many new who's can we fit into our crest? Um, so it was crazy. Like going into this match, you know you're playing without Stefan Fry. You know you're playing without Nico Ladero. Freddie Montero starts on the bench every match. Uh, your bench is like looks like a high school bench because it is a bunch of high schoolers for the most part. Um, An old Sounders, man Montero. Yeah, and then and then Freddie Montero like just like substitute teacher keeping them in place. Um, <laughs> You know, and then Stephen Cleveland starting in goal, brand new goalkeeper, has only started like one other MLS match, happened to be against LAFC, where he earned a win. Um, and then, and then, uh, yeah, playing without uh, Nico Ladero, the best player for the Sounders, arguably one of the best players in the lead. I've uh, in the league, I've said arguably a lot. I'm trying to argue, apparently. That's um, fine. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's belly bump. Let's belly bump. I was say, let's t- put your diaper on. Let's get at it. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, but then the Sounders go into it and they look like they're a team playing without their best player. And they look like a, they're playing with a goalkeeper who hasn't seen a lot of minutes in the league. Um, he, you know, they, he had one slip in the back of the, uh, on a back pass early in the match. And that's all the, the broadcast crew could talk about for the next 45 minutes. Right. They, they went full Taylor Twelman on that slip. <laughs> that, that broadcast crew, my God. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think it's just the guy who was uh, Jake Zivin, who is the the um, he was the play by play guy, who is actually the Portland Timbers play by play guy. So um, I mean, <laughs> shout outs Kate, uh, uh Kostkin, who uh, <laughs> ha- happens to also yeah. It's between Costigan, that guy, and John Strong. Yeah. And it's like you just <laughs> all, end up with only Portland people doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then you had uh, I don't remember the dude who was doing the commentary, the British Warren guy. Barton. Yeah. Yeah. His kid actually at one point played for Sounders 2 he's actually uh, Warren Barton himself is actually I think coached within the Sounders organization yeah he's great um, he had some great things to say about the Sounders yeah, he yeah. had great things to he, I actually really appreciated his commentary uh, throughout the match he seemed to know a lot about these players because he he personally has worked with a lot of those players mm-hmm. um, both on both sides of the team right he said there's great people on both sides <laughs> yeah <laughs> bigly uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, for the Sounders to go into that match and look shaky throughout that first half, who knows what Brian Schmetzer has been saying to these teams? At, in, at, like, is he just like giving them corporal punishment and spanking them all at halftime? Um, yeah, because in the first half you have like a you have Brad Smith, Brad Brad Smith wanting the golden col- <laughs> Sorry, I got that all wrong. <laughs> The Golden Bogan Mulligan, more like it after that first half performance, and that goal where he opened his body up wide and just blasted it straight to the corner instead of what an opportunity and the type of play that Seattle has been all about converting just couldn't make that happen. It would have been a beautiful goal. Yeah, never 
in mind, he comes back out in the second half and totally redeems himself. Yeah. And same thing with uh, Ariaga. Did not look great. I mean, his hold-up play in his own final third was excellent. He was really <laughs> keeping the ball way too long and creating a ton of nightmares for first-time goalkeeper Stefan Cleveland. Yeah. Like, uh, awful performance. But then he converts and makes it makes it a match. So, yeah. like, I don't know what Schmetz is doing in there, if he's changed his tone or tune or whatever, or if he's... Just same cool old Schmetz, but it is um, it's well, it's, cool to see a, a team come out in the second half like that. It's two get matches in a row, right? You have Portland Timbers and then LAFC, where um, the Sounders have looked like garbage, garbage in the first half and come out and looked hot in the second half, right? Hot. He said during the, the halftime talk at uh, against uh, Fartland, uh, Timberwolves, that he uh that he really chewed into that team and he really gave him you know a piece of his mind uh i think going into this uh lafc match he's like okay being a meanie works <laughs> like i will i will go full angry dad at them at halftime and uh they'll come out and perform which they did uh, i mean you had a bunch of guys play really solidly i think ariaga for for um, all of the you know crap that we've given him over the last few matches had a really good game defensively for the most part uh, in the second half. In the second half, sure. Um, uh, I think that he actually played really well during the second half. The first half, nobody played well, so I don't want to call him yeah. out specifically. No, no, I'm calling uh, him out specifically though. That seriously, he was like he kept playing the ball. Uh, to know, he kept uh, keeping possession right in front of the goal like three or four times he did it. Well, but here's what – here I, I want to give him a break though because what happened is you had Stephen Cleveland who is a uh, new-to-the-starting lineup player, right? Like has not started a game for the Sounders. He mm -hmm. comes in and he looked shaky. I mean obviously the Sounders want to play out of the back. That's been something that they've been doing all season. He looked really shaky to the point where a couple times it didn't even look like he was the one taking the goal kicks. He had Ariaga come back, pick up the ball within literally within a couple feet of, yeah, of yeah. Cleveland. And then all of a sudden, he has to start the play from, you know, a few yards in front of his own goal. So Ariaga, I think, is being put in a hard position to have to be able to play um, out of that spot, right? Because he's been given the directive by Schmetzer yeah. to do that. And uh, Cleveland isn't it doesn't have necessarily, I think, the um, confidence or the... Uh, I don't. I. I don't know. Maybe the match awareness quite yet in a in a big game like this to yeah, know when to play the ball to know when to play the ball long. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. It, it, he's risking it. He's taking too much time in front of his own sure. goal with no one behind him. It, there's. I like. I. I would find it hard to believe that Schmetzer's like. No, no, no. Keep doing that. Like that. That's the directive. Like, get boot the ball out if you're if you're that unsure about it because sure. that's quick little turnover there and suddenly you know you give up a goal in front of a goalkeeper that hasn't started but for once that's that's crazy yeah but still it doesn't matter because they got it together yeah they did and and uh he goes he scores his first mls goal yeah, cool. wins the match ball i think it was awarded the match ball by uh schmetzer after cool. the game so that was great yeah. and i'm i'm just saying who needs strikers when you have defenders right brad <laughs> yeah. Bradsmith. Uh, Javier Arriaga, uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz, and Will Bruin. I barely heard their names mentioned throughout the match. Uh, I hear that the ghost of Roman Torres scored too. <laughs> and pa Panama's going to the World Cup again. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> oh. Uh, it, it, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, uh, the, the Sounders' defense still haven't given up a goal against the run of play. Um, uh, and. 
and wow. their defenders are scoring, right? Brad Brad Smith, who had scored one goal in his entire career up to this season, has now scored three. He's the Sounders' second leading goal scorer. <laughs> Ariaga has a goal. I think Na- uh, Yamar got a goal earlier this season. So um, I think the only person on the defense without a goal is Nuhu. <laughs> God, knew who? And I saw him, you know, he seemed to pop up a couple times during that match. And then, but he's so mature about it now. Immediately dumps back and gets back into defense, man. Like, Jimmy Triori must have gotten to him or something, like, uh, to be able to get him to hang back or to take a big old boot through it, one of the two. (laughs) Well, he did at one point. You're speaking about Jimmy Triori getting to him. At one point, he's 30 yards outside a goal and the ball falls to his feet, and he's like, I'm going to shoot it. (laughs) And he shot it. I mean, it went nowhere. I mean, it went, it was like a little, you know, uh, it like squirmed across the ground and like ran right into a defender's foot. Like, there was no chance of it going in. But Jimmy Triori is known for just absolutely like putting his foot through it from like miles away and scoring from it so i think it, like when new who scores the goal it's going to be a ridiculous goal <laughs> absolutely absolutely how about old poor bob sadly oh. oh bob sadly poor guy uh he i don't know if you saw after the match um but bob bradley uh head coach of the uh los angeles uh football club uh walked up to brian schmetzer and just looked angry like, like he looked so upset. Every time the dude loses, he looks upset. He, he's, he's like blaming everything and everybody. He's, he's just, he's just Caleb Porter's dad at this point. Like he, he is the kind of guy that's like, well, we looked like we should have won that game. We, we were the better team. It's like, hey, you got shut out. So wait, if Bob Bradley is Voldemort, does that make Caleb Porter that rat guy? <laughs> yeah, Wormtail. Uh, oh, 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 what was that? What was that dude's name? Man, we got Star Wars references in this. In this, we got uh, uh, Harry Potter references in this. Man, we're killing it with the fantasy and sci-fi crowds. Peter Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew. There it is. <laughs> Caleb Porter grew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but he looked so upset. And then so, um, and Brian Spencer, like if you, I I can't lip read that well, but Brian Spencer sits there. It just looks like he's going, no, 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 no. Like over and over to Bob Bradley. And then he says something, who knows what it is. Bob Bradley just throws his arms up and walks away. Um, Who knows what he was upset about? I think I figured it out. Okay. He was like, okay. this turf is out of judge. That was a foul. <laughs> and Spencer's like, no. And he's like, listen, you guys don't deserve to be number one. And he goes, no, 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 no. no. You're bottom of the West. Yeah. Bottom <laughs> best of the rest? No, not even that. Bottom of the West. Booja, booja, boo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, the turf, we had somebody, we, we saw a tweet. Um, somebody was very upset that the Sounders have turf and that they need and to get grass. It, not just the Sounders, but also the Portlands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were very upset that both uh, teams up here on the in the Pacific Northwest uh, had uh, have turf, and and so there's a bunch of. I mean, basically, you get this every time a team loses uh, in Seattle. It's like, oh, the turf. Well, we can't play on the turf. Like, I mean, freaking Thierry Henry when he was playing for the Red Bulls wouldn't even play in Seattle uh, because of the turf because he's like, oh, I don't want to uh, hurt my knee. Bouge uh, <laughs> a uh, And uh, I don't want to bouge a <laughs> Spicy teriyaki, extra meat, extra rice. <laughs> uh, 
uh, uh, so anyway, so I, we get all sorts of complaints about the turf. And so obviously we, we respond and are snarky and say, like, basically stop complaining about the turf because you lost for a bunch of other reasons, including a man with a tucked in shirt and a very beautiful baby bald boy. <laughs> How about how his goal celebration is untucking his shirt? I, didn't know. I was really oh hoping God. it would be, it would be like fake untuck the shirt and then go no no no. <laughs> oh oh oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently the person like was upset that uh, he was like, well, I was specifically referencing the time that Will Bruin fell down on his back and hurt his back, and I was like, do you and expect us to timestamp your tweets? Like I don't know. Yeah. By specifically referencing, you didn't actually reference. You just said you just complained about the turf. I don't care who's. Like it's not our job to make sure you said what, like to know what you meant. Just go screw yourself, yeah. man. He's you're, a, you're just complaining about the turf, and I get it. We hate the turf too. At least I do. I don't know yeah, about yeah, you, but like, oh, I do. Yeah. I want to see him play on grass. Grass is way more, uh, more fun, and yeah. you get goalkeepers sliding more on it, and, more, and players just being more aggressive. It's just on it. beautiful it's cool. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so then we we got called a couple of dick reply guys, and I was like, wait, <laughs> does that mean we reply with our dicks? Does that mean we only reply to dicks? Uh, Gen Z's not down for dick reply guys. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> Unsolicited dick reply guys. <laughs> We're not a flyover state, please. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh anyway, so uh that was it was that was a really fun little Twitter exchange. Um I want to call out two specific moments in the match that that I loved. Uh okay. one of them was that I think that Nuhu might be the only player in the entire league. Uh so he is so good at shielding the ball, first of all. He's the only yeah. player in the entire league that I've ever seen be able to uh while shielding the ball, juke somebody out of their freaking shoes. Like he was shielding the ball out for a goal kick and uh just while like shielding it, he kind of did a little juke and a guy just straight up got lost. He was done. He broke his ankles. Um and so New <laughs> Nuhu is already like um I mean, who knows who this dude is, but this random guy on Twitter uh, goes goes ahead and says that he has a uh, his top four uh, MVP candidates. Number four, Christian Roldan. Number three and number two, some other guys on other teams. His number one MVP candidate for the season so far is Nuhu. Wow. Yeah. How's that? Po- That's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, talk about like a, uh, not a transformation, because I think Nuhu, we talked about this last season, Nuhu was good last season, but he has been playing uh, like a man on fire this year and uh, well-deserving the uh, spicy teriyaki that he gets after every match. I wonder who, of all the players that you would want to see graduate from MLS into a better league, Nuhu's gotta be at the top of that list i mean i would hate to lose him because he's a walking meme who can actually play soccer um but at the same time like he's the kind of guy that just seems he seems like a nagola conte right like uh like so likable everybody in the league like who can dislike this person um you put him anywhere and and he's just a fun nice person it seems like and you put him I, I mean i would love to see him go on to france where he's obviously had some interest um he speaks french he's from cameroon um and uh, i'd love to see him go play in in a bigger league and, and get paid more than the i don't know 102 new who's that he's currently making <laughs> it sounds like you said 102 new who's which is amazing <laughs> you gotta quite the pay bump after that performance. <laughs> yeah yeah and two and okay, and then the second thing is that uh, at one, I think what Bob Bradley uh, might have been upset about, he kept pointing over to one portion of the field where I think this might have happened. So Carlos Vela uh, gets uh, uh, he he gets subbed in, and um, or sorry, Danny Leva gets su- subbed in, and then Carlos Vela. Whoa, 
their last names are like opposite syllables of each other. Leva and Vela. <laughs> I never realized that. But they get subbed in around the same time because... Uh, that Megazord the- is awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, they get subbed in around the same time, and at one point, Danny Leva, an 18-year-old, just turned 18 a couple of weeks ago, um, fouled Carlos Vela, and it was barely—I mean, it was—he barely clipped him in the back. I mean, it was not enough. And Carlos Vela went down like he had just been bowled over by Roman Torres, like a very big boy, uh, <laughs> a literal bull. It, it was a skinny little 18-year-old Danny Leva. <laughs> Who, who knocked him over, and that became like, oh, why are you trying to re-injure our star player, and blah, 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 right? That's my guess of what Bob Bradley was about, uh, upset about. Anyway, I just want to give shout-outs to uh, Danny Leva for going in um, and just putting the hurt on on uh, L.A. right away and just not being scared to uh, step up to that. That brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Dick Reply Guys, man of the match. <laughs> Is that like a, a Five Guys type burger chain? <laughs> the Dick Reply Don't Guys. Don't bring them into this. <laughs> Your Dick Reply Guys, man of the match, Javier Ariaga. Yeah, Dick Reply Guys. Send us a tweet. We'll send you a spicy Dick Reply. <laughs> extra meat, extra rice. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> so let's uh let's just move forward right on yeah. past this congrats to uh, to javi for his uh first goal of his mls campaign sunday yeah. is uh the 23rd at 1 30 atlanta united fc coming to lumen field to take on seattle sounders fc 1 30 is a suggested time who knows when they'll actually start but i got good news brandon you can actually watch this one I'm going to the match. Woo! I am. Uh, <laughs> what was that noise? That was amazing. <laughs> that, was, that was my, uh, you know, at the very beginning of the matches, and they have the orca like them. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was that noise. The uh, are, so are you are you getting? T- did you get tickets into the uh, fully vaccinated section? Is my question. I got tickets into the fully vaccinated section the first time of the season that they'll be – there's two different sections, and we are actually in the 300 level, somewhere I've never sat before. Well, but it, Oh, maybe I have. Actually, my buddy Sean and I went once. It's a good thing concert. because the uh, the uh, vaccine prevents against nosebleeds. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the front row. Okay, but m- most importantly, Atlanta United is coming to town. And a quick backstory for anyone who's new to this that hasn't been a part of this. Uh, my mother-in-law, Deb – she is from Atlanta. She's lived there. She lived there for fifty something years or whatever. And she left before Atlanta United was even a actual team. They never kicked a ball in play. And she moved to Seattle, where that year Seattle Sounders FC won the championship. Okay, they won MLS Cup, and she's uh, she's an Atlanta United fan, and of course. it drives me. Yeah crazy beyond belief all the time that she's talking to me about Atlanta United. Every time I'm like, you know that a team is here that we could all root for together. But to her credit, she does follow Atlanta United. She knows about him. She knows that Yosef is hurt and that he's back and that he's uh, that he hasn't done anything yet and he's scoring goals and that Miggy got sold to uh, to Newcastle, Newcastle. Yeah. and like she knows all these things and it's so credit full credit to her. I I, I try to. She's actually a fan. Like she's actually yeah. supporting the club. Right. It's not just because they're Atlanta. I mean, right. it is that, but like she actually then invests in it too. And plus, mm-hmm. what the hell else does she have going on? She might as right. well. So 
I know she's coming to town, and for some reason I didn't notice that Atlanta was the one that was playing on Sunday. So I went in for tickets, and I was able to secure some. And so I'm taking Deb to see Atlanta play Seattle. That's so Seattle, nice. you better f- win. <laughs> Stick it to Deb. <laughs> I can't handle that if, if not. I think they won a couple in a row here leading up to this, which is uh, at home, of course, is one yeah, thing. So yeah. uh, look for us in the 300 level in row A. So we'll be we'll have the rail to lean on to, and hopefully no one falls and dies. That would be terrible. <laughs> it's it's extremely unsafe standing section. <laughs> you know how all of these all of these clubs, all of these new stadiums have safe standing sections where like people supporters can stand without like worrying about getting trampled by other, or falling yeah, over yeah, the, yeah. the seats in front of them. You are in the unsafe standing section where if you stand up, it is very possible that you will fall 100 feet to the next section below. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, anyway, I Sounders mean, are opening up their fully vaccinated sections. We're both fully vaxxed, so we're going to go watch some soccer. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, going into this match, I would say that the Sounders have a decent chance to um, screw Deb. Uh, Atlanta <laughs> currently fourth in the East with uh, eight points from five matches, two wins, one loss, two draws. Mm-hmm. Um not not playing convincingly well, not playing terrible, right? Yeah. They're tied for I mean they're tied for fourth, I think, with three other teams or something. It's um, early. Yosef Martinez, uh, like you mentioned, has been out for a while. He missed a lot of last season, if not the full last season, uh, with injury. He's back, but he's been very Carlos Vela so far, except he actually has one goal. So uh, Yosef, uh, uh, Yosef Martinez came back, uh, scored a goal, I think, in their last match, um, played a little bit in this last in their in their most recent match, did not score a goal, um, but he is back. Uh, that said, their win uh, in the match that they most recently played came literally with a goal in the 94th minute. So it's not like they're out there blowing teams out, right? They um, they have only scored four goals from open play. Six total. Six goals total this entire season. Four from open play. They've only given up four goals this season, so they have a plus two like goal differential so far. Um, so they're not giving up a ton of goals. The Sounders have only given up, what, two goals this season? Um, set pieces. And have scored how many at this yeah. point 13 um so so the sounders are you know on paper the better team um atlanta united i mean uh can't say enough about the fact that like brad bradsmith with three goals uh as a defender has now more goals than atlanta's leading goal scorer marcelino moreno uh who has <laughs> i think two goals on the season so um atlanta isn't creating a lot of chances they're not scoring a lot of goals mm-hmm. their like star player with uh yosef martinez out has been ezekiel barco who is uh potentially out for this upcoming match mm. and and even even if he's not has not been playing particularly well this season so I mean, this is not the Atlanta United MLS Cup winning uh, Atlanta United from a few seasons ago. This is a very different Atlanta United who is not looking super strong, who um, is maybe going through what LAFC is going through right now, which is uh, trying to learn how to play without your best player and pick up results in a season uh, that, you know, you're just not playing particularly well. It's a good thing we got that Garth Logger way. The match <laughs> is on Sunday, 1.30 at home against Atlanta United, Seattle Sounders FC. Take a look into that crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon, and the swirling effervescence, and tell me what you see for a result. It is hard to predict a result in which Brad Bradsmith does not score another goal. Um, so I am going to give the Sounders a 2 nothing win, a second in a row, a second consecutive uh, 2 nothing win. Uh, and I'm going to say goals from Brad Bradsmith. And for the love of God, give Will Bruin a goal. Uh, two nothing goals from uh, our Golden Bogan Hogan and our Big Bear. 
Okay, I see a. I was I was gonna go two nil also, so I'll pick something else. This is the. I should. We should switch turns for uh, <laughs> how we do this. Who picks first? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say that with the return of a supporter section, the vaccinated section that ECS will help claim, that Sounders are gonna be so uplifted to have fans back in the stands in a better number that we're going to see a real spirit to their first half, which has been a problem for them here, and we're going to uh, witness a 3-1 victory. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So we're, uh, do you, is that goal going to come from uh, uh, open play? Uh, uh, yeah, I think it will. I think okay. there will be, because you're dealing with Stephen Cleveland and mm-hmm. a finger wagging, he'll be wagging his finger at the ball coming towards him, Ariaga. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that, that that wall's got to crack at some point. However, mm-hmm. no one's really figured out that five, that five man, uh, or the back five rather. So sure. we'll see. Yeah. In case you, this podcast was just too long and you didn't listen, it's too long. Didn't listen. In case you're Brandon and this po- and you think this podcast is too long and you didn't listen because <laughs> I don't <laughs> listen to our. No, I don't listen while we're literally talking. Uh, too long. Didn't listen. Let's hear it for Kid Compost, Sith Lord. <laughs> Sith Lord, Darth Compost. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, too long didn't listen how about those stefan cleveland browns <laughs> it is so funny that he is uh he's actually from ohio too <laughs> he's from dayton ohio <laughs> is that closer to the other ohio team the uh the pittsburgh steelers <laughs> yeah right no, that's pennsylvania i have no i don't know my <laughs> i mean it's all it's all over there right it's all rust belt <laughs> it's all over there <laughs> it's all over there uh, too long didn't listen put your diaper on let's get at it <laughs> i want to rub some bellies <laughs> yes uh too long didn't listen caleb porter grew 